I'd like you to think about something. The idea that when you bury your feelings, they are buried alive. Welcome back to the Anxious Therapist Podcast, a safe space where we believe vulnerability is the key to happiness. Have you ever thought about which emotions you feel most uncomfortable experiencing? Like really reflected on, man, when I feel such and such way, I struggle. For me, I despise feeling angry. It does not feel good in my body. The way I am tense and I feel unsafe and so dysregulated way I behave when I'm angry feels very out of character and typically doesn't align with how I identify myself as a, you know, strong, level-headed, kind person. (laughs) And so when I'm lashing out and stuff, like I don't like who I am when I'm angry a lot of the times. So that's an emotion that I particularly struggle with. But have you ever stopped to think about like, You know, maybe for you it's sadness or jealousy. You become someone that you don't recognize or that you don't really care for when you experience these emotions maybe. Or maybe they're just hard for you to feel. They feel very uncomfortable in your body and it could be anxiety, it could be depression, right? But like think about what emotions do you tend to try to like shove away? Like, no, I hate when I feel like this. So you try to ignore it. You try to distract yourself from it. You're you're burying it, right? Today, we're going to focus on those emotions, the ones that we do not enjoy. Because what happens when you choose to bury an emotion that you haven't processed is you're really burying it alive, Now, this is an appropriate conversation to be having right now because it's almost Halloween and the idea of burying something alive is very spooky and frightening and this should feel frightening and spooky to you, this conversation. Burying our emotions alive is something most of us are doing on a daily basis. It's something we've been doing since childhood. It's a form of uh, survival Right When emotions feel too big or uncomfortable, we have learned to bury it. And sometimes our emotions are just too uncomfortable for other people. So if you were a child like I was, I felt like the only emotion I could display and, and still receive love and support was happiness. If I was sad... I felt like I was left to my own devices to deal with that on my own because I was getting messages of like, stop crying. There's nothing to cry about. You're being too sensitive. Get over it. And so from those messages that I was receiving from my family, I've realized, oh, I can only be loved and seen if I'm happy. Anything else is there's no space for it here. So if I was sad, I would go to my room and be sad alone, right? So when we're thinking about 
these emotions that we've been burying since we were a child, this isn't your fault. This is how your body learned to cope with the way that you were raised or even in adulthood. Let's say you were in an unhealthy relationship where you didn't feel like you could talk to your partner openly about things you were struggling with or, you know, maybe you had friends who gossiped or made fun of you anytime you were vulnerable and so you've learned to withdraw and shut down whatever the case may be at some point in our lives most of us have learned that it's better to just bury the difficult emotions and this idea that you're burying those alive is really spooky and frightening because what happens when you bury something alive it's gonna claw at the dirt until it gets out because it's fighting to be seen and to breathe and get out of the darkness. So if you can picture this big emotion that you struggle with, buried under six feet of dirt, clawing its way out of you. Except instead of dirt, it's your insides. When you bury your emotions alive... They don't go away. They nag at the inside of you. You know, I talk to so many people about the physical symptoms of their mental health that they experience. The nausea, the racing heart, the fatigue, the overthinking, um, right? Those racing thoughts, heart palpitations, sweating, lack of sleep, all of those things. People are talking to me about it, you know saying, I struggle with this, I feel like there's something wrong with me. No, you have emotions buried alive within you that are fighting to be seen. I was literally just talking to a coaching client because she's like, man, I feel like I can't get my crying under control. Shout out, you know who you are. And I said, why are you trying to control your crying? What do you mean by that? Because if you feel like you're crying all the time, that's your body's way of telling you there is too much here. I need a release. Have y'all ever cooked with an instant pot? There's like a release valve on the top, right? It's a pressure cooker. So you cannot just take the lid off when your food is done. You can either let it slowly release all of the steam that built up on the inside, or you can open the release valve and then the steam will come out more quickly so you can take the lid off. We are basically pressure cookers. And every time you're burying an emotion without addressing it, without processing it, without working through it in an effective manner, you are not allowing a release for the steam. So instead, it's just building up, building up, building up, building up in there. And if you find yourself blowing your top, you know, losing your cool, getting easily frustrated and overstimulated, it's because your body is telling you, I need a release. There's too much. You've crammed too much in here. And a lot of us are already close to filled to the brim because of things from our youth, our childhood, our early adulthood years, or our present life even, that we are not allowing in a release for. So we buried it, it's trying to claw its way out, and we're just cramming more shit in. 
And so when she said, I can't get my crying under control, and I'm like, well, your body is needing a release. If you want to stop crying so much, you can release it in other ways, right? You can move your body, you can journal, you can talk to friends, you can do arts and crafts, you can dance parties to music. Like there are other ways to cultivate safe space for an emotional release if you're sick of crying. But there's no need to try to get your crying under control, quote unquote. Because it's a, it's a way your body's communicating to you. You got to listen to it. You need to pay attention to those things. And so, you know, there's so many days where I'll have a really amazing workout and then I'll end up crying at the end. And I'm crying because my body finally feels safe. It's like, oh, I needed that. I needed that release. Thank you. You bury these things alive rather than giving them a resting place. It's closure, you know? Have you ever ended a a relationship and you struggled because you felt like you didn't know why the relationship ended or you didn't get to say that thing that you really wanted to say to that person and it feels unresolved? That's so many of your emotions, I'm always telling you guys to just get curious about your emotions because they're just, they're just clues. It's just information. We're the ones who give it meaning, you know? We're the ones who put thoughts to it of like, oh, I'm a mess because I cry all the time. That's a thought. That's not, that's not a fact, and there's no information to that. It's, it, you created that. Like someone else at some point in your life delivered this message to you that people who cry are a mess, And so now you're adopting that. You're making it mean something that it doesn't mean. If you're crying all the time, get curious. Am I sleeping well? Is there too much on my plate right now? Like what's stressing me out? Am I getting the support and love that I need? Am I making meaningful connections with people, right? Like all of those factors, we're so hard on ourselves. We just want to move through the emotions as quickly as possible. That's why we try to bury it but it's backfiring on you. You have to stop burying your emotions alive and instead put them to rest. Have the ceremony. We have, we have to stop skipping the grieving and the funeral process for our emotions. We need to process these things. So many people, I once had this... Um, it's a great example. I, I used to lead a men's group and I'd have, you know, anywhere from 20 to 25 men sitting in front of me in a group room and I'd be facilitating some kind of conversation about mental health, helping them work through some things. And these are addicts, high trauma, right, individuals. And we were doing some trauma processing together identifying some things that they still needed to work through. And the one guy said, yeah, I just don't need to talk about it anymore because, like, I'm over it. And I said, that's interesting that you say that you're over it and you don't want to talk about it anymore because if you were truly, quote-unquote, over it, talking about it would be easy. And the way this grown man's jaw hit the floor, I'm telling you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm a very animated 
person in general, but when I'm leading groups, like that's how I get my clients to buy in. And so, you know, we have a very fun, loving, supportive environment. And the other group members, the other men in the group were like, oh, you know, like mic drop, right? Because I called him out. His jaw's on the floor. They're all like, damn, facts. That was something he had buried alive. And we're doing this all the time. I don't need to go therapy. I don't need to talk about the shit that happened to me in my childhood. It was years ago. I'm over it. You can keep telling yourself that. But it's still six feet under, clawing at the dirt. It is still there. It's there in the way that you get triggered when you're around your family. It's there in the way that, you know, you can't fall asleep at night because your brain won't shut off. It's there in the way that you don't believe you deserve good things in your life. It's there in the way that you speak so negatively to yourself. It's still there, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And that's why trauma work and the things that I do with my clients, whether in therapy or in coaching, are vital. Because we've been taught to pretend that it doesn't bother us. Have this really stoic mindset. And that is not how your body functions. Remember, your brain, your body, what it prioritizes first in life is survival. So it'll endure the hells of earth to keep you alive. But it's not always efficient or effective in what it's doing. So your body and your brain is like, okay, I'll keep shoving this away. I'll keep burying it. But it will eventually explode. That's why when you finally think you're in a healthy relationship, it ends up being sabotaged. Right? It ends up that you push these people away who support you and make you feel safe. Because you don't know what to do in safety and security. What am I supposed to do when I can actually process my emotions? I don't know how to do that. I know how to bury it. I know how to act like it's not bothering me. But when someone finally asks me, how are you? No, tell me, how are you really? And you break down. That's because that pressure release valve is always on the cusp of letting loose. It's our job to find healthy, effective ways to get those emotional releases on a regular basis. This is why I stay going to therapy. People wait until there's issues to go to therapy. I'm very proactive. How do I stay on top of my shit? How do I make sure that I'm cultivating safe spaces for myself so that I can actively, in the moment, process what I'm going through It's not always just about what's going on in the past. A lot of it has to do with the present too. But are you creating spaces for yourself so that you don't have to bury the uncomfortable emotions so that you can actively work through them? I need you to get curious about the emotions that you are most uncomfortable with how you've been burying those alive and ways you can create opportunities 
to effectively work through those and put them to rest once and for all. If you need further guidance in this arena, I would love to be of service to you. I have openings in my one-to-one coaching. And if you send me an email, shoot me a DM, however you want to get in contact with me, I'd love to chat and see if we would be a good fit working together. You guys are the best. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so glad you can be open-minded when I present these challenging topics to you. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Thank you.